Well, welcome to Truth Talk. This is your host, Larry Bryant. And the truth is out there. You know, if you really want the truth and you're willing to seek it, you can find it. Well, on today's program, we're going to uh, uh, take a look at uh, uh, Ephesians, uh, starting in chapter 1 and read through it and uh, talk about it a little bit. And of course, uh, uh, this was written by Paul. And uh, of course, under the, the, the direction of, uh, of the Holy Spirit, but uh, you know he's writing these letters to, uh, to to churches, and so this is the church of uh, of Ephesus, and here in the first three chapters or so of of, uh, of Ephesians, um, he's addressing the um, the church there, and basically. Um, you know the the church of uh, of Ephesus um, is probably like a lot of the uh, Christians today, and what I mean by that is that um, you know they're they're richly blessed, you know, um, through Christ, but yet uh, but yet we live underneath that blessing we we live way beneath the blessing that god has has given us um to where that uh, um it's almost like we're beggars you know we're we're just barely uh gleaning uh, all the blessings that god has has made available to us i think that's true in uh in general in the church today and it was true um here in um in um, with the Ephesians, and um, you know, Paul is is trying to enlighten them, uh, try to get them to uh, to see that that they have a, a whole lot more than than what they're taking advantage of. Yes, uh, you know, they've 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 gained that initial blessing of salvation but um but there's you know there's a lot of other blessings that go along with that that they're just not uh, um we'll say tapping into but here in chapter one says paul an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god to the saints who are in ephesus um, or Ephesus, and uh, faithful in, in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, like all letters, you know, the salutations there at the start. But now uh, here in verse 3, he, he really starts getting into it. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us in the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now let's break this down and look at at what he's saying. <laughs> he says that, um, you know, thank God we have a, a blessed God. Um, 
and says that he's blessed us with what? With some spiritual blessing? <laughs> no. He says, you know, bless God, you know, bless the Father, bless Christ, who have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We've been blessed. You've been blessed. I've been blessed. We've all been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. You say, okay. Well, yeah, okay. What's that mean? <laughs> you know, are you living in all the blessings that God has given us? I, that, you know, every now and then we need to just, you know, uh, Sheila, you know, we need to just pause and think. You know, God says, you know, Paul's saying here that we've been given every spiritual blessing. It's ours. It's ours to take. It's 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 ours to own, but are we possessing those spiritual blessings that God has freely get already given to us? They're ours, but are we taking them? Are we using them? Are we demonstrating them? You know, and it goes on here in 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 verse four uh, and and five. You know, it talks about that. You know, he is. Uh, that he, God, has chosen uh, us to be in him before the foundations of the world. Now, think about that a little bit. Before the world was ever formed, God already had the plan of salvation worked out. He already knew, okay, I'm going to create a man down here, Adam, and, um, you know, he's going to, uh, you know, they're, they're going to mess up. You know, him and Eve's going to mess up, and so I'm going to have to uh, have a plan here to to bring them back in to the fold, bring them back into the uh, being able to commune with me again, and um, and so he al- already had salvation completely worked out before the world was even made, and. Um, and it says that he has having predestinated us to adoption as sons in Christ Jesus. In other words, this plan that he's got, he already planned for us to make this salvation available to each and every person. You know, he, he already knew you before you were formed. You know, the Bible tells us that in another scripture. He knew you before you was formed in, in your mother's womb. Um, so he knew us there from the beginning. He knew that you were going to exist, and he already made, uh, you know, he predestinated, he already uh, had predetermined that this salvation is going to be available to you and and to me, and that we could be oh, adopted. <laughs> we could, yeah, uh, adoption as sons by Jesus Christ. Yeah, through Jesus, we can become adopted sons, you know, to himself. On down here in verse uh, 7, it says, In uh, in him we have redemption uh, through, through his blood and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made uh, to abound towards us in all wisdom, and prudence, having made known to us the mysteries of his will, 
according to his good pleasure which he proposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Yeah, so in him, in him, in Christ, we have redemption. You know, in Christ, through his blood, you know, we have the forgiveness of our sins. And it's according to the riches of his grace that he's made abound to us. Said, what is he? What has he given to us? Uh, it says, all wisdom and prudence, making known to us the mysteries of his will. You know, it was a mystery for a long time. Um. That salvation was for everyone. You know, uh, we we see that. Uh, you know, going back and looking, uh, you know, God called Abraham out. Abraham chose to follow God, uh, separate himself. You know, come out and follow God wherever God directed him. And so, you know, God uh, told him, you know, you're going to be the father of many nations, and his people by birth you know are are the jewish people the jewish family and uh and he said that you know those are are my chosen people and so for a lo- long time you know the jews just looked at it okay yeah we're we're god's chosen people you know we're the ones that uh, that are, are are being saved and stuff and you know everybody else is the gentiles you know that salvation is not to them even though they were clues in the Old Testament that did tell them that you know salvation was going to be extended to the Gentiles as well, but you know they were kind of blinded to that. And so, uh, you know, here after uh, Jesus, um, you know, the Gentiles start coming in; they start uh, flocking in, you know, faster even than the, than the Jewish people because. They recognize, they recognize that they're lost. Uh, you know that lost ball in high weeds, so to speak, and so uh, they they are uh, readily coming in. So the mysteries, you know, this mystery of salvation um, is being known. You know, it's being known to us that mystery of His will, His will to save all. That salvation is for all that will accept it. And then down here, um, you know, it talked about that uh, that in him we also have obtained an inheritance. You know, you know, you have an inheritance. Do you know what your inheritance is? Yeah, I, well, we know part of it. I'd say, you know, if you're a Christian, you know at least part of that inheritance that you've been given. But do you really know it all? Um, let's let's think about it for a second. If let's say you got some uh, uh, some relative uh, that uh, that you haven't really associated with, and and but uh, he you know they're they're your relative, and so uh, they die and they leave in their will, you know they leave a bunch of stuff to you. 
Um, and so they send you a copy of the will and uh, to let you know what uh, what is yours, what you have a right to. Well, if you never look at that will, how are you going to know? Well, somebody tell, told you, somebody else read the will and told you and say, oh, okay, I've got this. I got that house. That house is mine. Well, that's good. Yeah, but do you know that everything else in the house is yours too? You know, it's got that uh, three-car garage, and it's got that big uh, um, uh, luxury car. It's got that sports car. It's got that, uh, you know, if you like the four-wheeler, it's got that four-wheeler. You know, it, it, it everything that's in the father's house is now, you know, that's your house. All those promises, you know, other parts of the Bible, it talks about all of God's promises are, are uh, yes and amen. You know, God has promised you a lot of things. You know, he, he, not just salvation. Salvation's a start, but there's a lot of other things. Do you know what they are? Do you have a right to, uh, uh, you know, to health? Yeah, I think it's God's will that we all be healthy. And... You know, I know that, you know, we are attacked. We live here in a sinful world. You know, sin has come in, and, and we have to deal with things. But in general, I believe that, uh, you know, we can live healthier than what we would have lived, um, you know, without Christ. I think that uh, that you do have that capability to live healthier. Um, doesn't mean that, that there won't be attacks doesn't mean that uh, uh, that things can't come against you I'm not saying that but I think that in general Christians uh, you know we, we that's a part of our promise that we can lay claim to and uh, you know we know that if we don't re- receive the full part of it here that you know once we get to heaven you know it will be but I think that we can achieve a whole lot more here on the earth than what a lot of us do you know it uh, on down in verse 13, it says, In him you also trusted after, the, uh, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purpose, uh, purchased pr- possession to the praise of his glory. Yeah, you know that uh, you who believe, you know, we are sealed. You know, we are protected. The Holy Ghost will protect you. The Holy Ghost will, no one can snatch you away from God if you don't want him. The devil can't come in and just snatch you away. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit is here uh, that will, will seal you with Christ. Um, we're going to pause for a brief moment and then we'll be uh, back and, and continue on our thought. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. 
You can also text GIVE by texting the dollar amount followed by the word RADIO to the number 84321. First-time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax-deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back to Truth Talk. You know, we're talking here about uh, being sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. <laughs> and it says, uh, uh, who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Or if you look in the, uh, in, in the uh, I was reading now the New King James, but I think in the King James it says, uh, who is the earnest of our inheritance you know uh, uh, sometimes when you like if you buy a house you have to make some earnest you have to make an earnest payment to show that you're you're serious and so you know you're buying a you know two three hundred thousand dollar home well you may put up a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or something but it's just a small fraction uh, of what the total package is you know you're putting that down sort of as your initial down payment um and so it says that the holy spirit that has been given to us that comes in and lives within us uh that holy spirit that that will seal us uh, seal the promise says it's our guarantee of our inheritance you know it is that earnest money so it's a small part of what we of that total package you know um and it's pretty good so so if that holy spirit that's coming in us that's living with us is so good but that's just this real small down payment then look what else that's available to us if we'll just grasp it It, you know uh, just like the church of ephesus here you know that the these early Christians, um, it was hard for them to grasp uh, all that God had done for them. Yeah, you know, they they grasp onto that salvation, and I think that's what a lot of the church does today. But God wants to take us further. He He wants. There's a lot more depth to it. There's more width to it. There's more height to it. Um, if we'll just get engaged with it, uh, with Him. Verse 15 says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of you, your faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks um, for you, making mention of you in my prayers. (laughs) Yeah, here Paul says, Hey, ever since I heard about uh, your church over there, ever since I've heard about you and your good works and stuff, yeah, I haven't stopped praying for you. You know, we are supposed to pray for one another, aren't we? And and I know we do, but but let's go a little bit further. You know, do we pray every day? And yeah, it's easy maybe sometimes to to pray for our, our family or for our close friends. But uh, for example, do you pray for your coworkers at, at work? Do you pray for your boss? Do you pray for your business? You know, sometimes we want to complain about our, our workplace. And and I know some of us have not real good situations at work. But would it be a better situation if we would take a few minutes every day and pray? Pray for our co-workers? 
pray for our boss. Pray for the place that we work at to be a successful place of business, to meet the needs of their, their customers, for uh, for all of our co-workers to uh, to get along and and to work efficiently and and to uh, to know the love of Christ deep down in their their souls deep down in their heart you know how much better you know try it and I'm speaking you know if if you think I'm pointing a finger at you well look you know then close your hand and point a finger and there you have more fingers pointing back at yourself than than you're pointing at someone else so if you think i'm pointing at you i'm also pointing at me you know i need to do these things too even more so so you know let's try something you know for the next month this next 30 days let you know let's do a little a little bit of an experiment let's start praying for our workplace let's start praying for our co-workers let's start praying for our boss and and that business uh for the success of it and at the end of that 30 days let's see what happens you know let's see uh, is is the god working can we see some things working and and let me t- tell you this <laughs> you know sometimes when you start praying for for someone or for somebody things might get a little bit worse because god is in the, the is in there working changing some things um, so it may get worse before it gets better but it will get better so especially if you're in a a bad work environment start praying pray for your co-workers pray for your boss pray for that job you know, God may have you in that position. You know, sometimes we all all think, well, you know, if I could just work where where everybody was a believer. Well, look, God might have you working there for a specific reason, so you can be the light to some of those people that that maybe don't have a light. Yeah, you know, if we go on here in verse seventeen. Um, you know, here he says, you know, I haven't stopped but to uh, mention talking about you in my prayers, says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him and the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know that it, what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Yeah, so when we pray for them, let's pray that they get wisdom, that that spirit of wisdom would come upon them. You know, give them good sense to do their job and to treat people uh, right and so on. You know, uh, pray that they get the revelation of the knowledge of Christ in them. You know, um, pray that their their eyes of understanding would be enlightened. Yeah, we got a lot to pray for. You know, we're supposed to be active members. Uh, we're active parts of the body of Christ. 
sometimes we're not as proactive as we should be. Sometimes we're, we're too reactionary. We, uh, uh, we want to, you know, pray about something after it becomes a problem. But, you know, sometimes if we'd pray about it before it gets a problem, it, that problem may not never come. <laughs> so yeah, let's do our due diligence and let's pray for each other like we, we should, like we know that we, we should. And, uh, you know, I, I like this part down here where it talks about, uh, um, uh, you know, he's talking about us and it talks about the, the mighty power of Christ which he worked uh, uh, and the which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and said when Christ is raised from the dead what happened says he seated him God seated Christ at the right hand in heavenly places so Christ is seated you know he has a place at the right hand of the father right so that's God's place do you know your place where are you at in this picture you know christ has been seated at the right hand of the father in heavenly places and christ is far above all principalities above all powers above all might and dominion and every name that's named not only in this age but in the age to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now look at this. Christ's place is at the right hand of the Father. You know, we know he makes intercessions for us, you know, uh, all the time. But he's there and since Christ is there, he's above everything. He's against all powers. He's above all principalities. He, he's against all dominions. Um, says that uh, everything is under his feet. Says uh, yeah, all power, might, dominion, every name that's named in this age and the age to come. So Christ is above cancer. Yeah. You know, ca- uh, Christ is above you know, heart disease. You know, uh, COVID is sort of a new name that's named, right? Well, guess what? Jesus Christ is above COVID as well. He's above the names that were named, you know, when he was here on this earth in that age, and he's over all the names that are named in this age, this new age. Um, He's still over. He still has dominion over all that, over all sickness, over all disease, over every situation, over any principality. And look, verse 22, and he put all things under his feet. So everything is under the feet of Jesus. I think we can all agree on that, right? Everything's under the feet of Jesus. And he gave Jesus, he gave him, to be head over all things to the church. Mm. Christ is the head of the church. And what's the church? The church is the body of Christ. So if all things are under Jesus' feet, and I'm the I'm the bottom of the totem pole, I'm the sole of the foot and the body of Christ, then Scriptures tells me that all things are 
under my feet because I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. <laughs> yeah, it says the fullness of him who fills all and all. <laughs> you know, are, are we living in that full blessing? Yeah, I don't know anyone that totally is, but I, I think that some of us are, are living closer than others or, or taking more advantage uh, of that fullness of Christ than, than some of the rest of us. You know, like we said, all the promises are yes and amen. Now, now we don't always understand, but God is giving us understanding. God is giving us wisdom. If if you lack understanding, if you lack wisdom, what did he say? Ask. You know, ask and it shall be given. You know, knock and it shall be open. Right? Seek and you shall find. It, if you have unanswered questions, seek those. But you got to seek the right way. Seek through Christ. Christ is the answer. Christ has all the answers to all the world's problems. <laughs> yeah, he's over that. He has dominion over that. And we're supposed to take dominion over those things because we're part of the body of Christ. And so until next time, this is your host, Larry Bryant, with Truth Talk. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.